Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of The Blind Analysis. My name is Tommy Ray Valdez. Today, I want to talk a little NFL news, and I also want to talk a little more Seattle Mariners baseball. First, I'm going to start off with some NFL news. Um, a memo came out to all 32 NFL teams that if there is a COVID outbreak among players that are not vaccinated, um, there could be forfeits if they are unable to reschedule games. So, um, you know, if they're unable to reschedule games, then teams will have to uh, take a forfeit and a loss um, if there is a COVID outbreak on their team. So, um, you know, I think that is going to be very interesting. Um, I do think it makes sense uh, to do it that way with the forfeits um, because, you know, it was really strange to have NFL games on days where there normally isn't NFL games. I think it just really threw off the whole schedule. Um, and I think it really affected some teams that had to play multiple games on short weeks. And, um, you know, I think it was just um, a little frustrating at times. So, um, you know, I think it just makes sense to do it this way. Um, as a football fan and as someone who really likes to play fantasy football, this is probably going to get really frustrating at times. Um, so if you like playing fantasy football, my best advice to you would be to Draft a very good team and uh, make sure you draft a very solid bench as well and constantly check your lineups. So um, <clears throat> that's uh, my thoughts on that. Uh, now I just want to um, start off by talking a little bit about um, the NFC North. Uh, what I want to do is uh, break down every division and pick a division winner. And uh, today I'm going to start off with the NFC North. Um, first, I'm going to talk about the Green Bay Packers. I uh, just got a notification not too long ago that Aaron Rodgers has said to people that are close to him that he plans on coming back for Green Bay. Uh, if that is true, I do think that the Packers will definitely um, have a really good chance of winning the NFC North. I think they will win it if Aaron Rodgers comes back. It won't be easy, but I do like their chances. Uh, looking at this team offensively uh, with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, um, they play a really good, well-balanced offense offensive game, really good complimentary football. Uh, they run the ball well with Aaron Jones. They have good weapons for Aaron Rodgers to throw the football to in Devontae Adams, who's one of the best receivers in the game, um, as well as uh, Alan Lazard, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Uh, Robert Tunyon had a very good season uh, for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers last year as well. So, um Offensively, they're going to be very good. Um, their offensive line is going to be very important as well. And uh, they have a very good defense. So um, I think the Packers um, can continue to play well if Aaron Rodgers comes back. Um, like I said, I do think they will win this division. Um, but if not, and if Jordan Love is the quarterback moving forward, um, you know, we'll see what happens. We just don't know what to expect from Jordan Love because we haven't seen him play yet. So. Um, should be interesting, um, and uh, I'll continue to monitor that story and um, keep you guys posted um, if Aaron Rodgers does come back and uh, once we get those um, contract extension details uh, figured out, um, I'll let you know about it. So um, another good team in this division, the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Kirk Cousins uh, does a really good job of running that offense. Uh, he's improved every single season as he gets more comfortable as the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. Um, 
He's got some good weapons to throw to, good dynamic duo at wide receiver, and uh, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Uh, solid running back in Dalvin Cook as well. Um, so, um, you know, I think offensively, I think the Vikings will, will be uh, a very good team again uh, this season. Uh, their offensive line, uh, a little bit concerning at times, and also their defense is a little bit concerning as well. A um, little bit inconsistent play from the Vikings defense. They do have a very good head coach, a very good defensive-minded head coach in Mike Zimmer. I'm sure um, he'll coach those guys up, and with more reps and more experience, uh, that defense will get a lot better for the Vikings. Um, you know, at times they played well, and at times they struggled that season. So uh, just look for that Vikings defense uh, to get a little more consistent. Um, and also, I feel like the Vikings have to do a little bit better job of running the two-minute offense as well. Um, at times last season when they were trailing in ball games, whether it was at the end of the first half or uh, whether it was, um, you know, uh, late in the fourth quarter, um, at times they, they struggled uh, offensively to um, to play up-tempo and to, um, you know, uh, get plays off. Um, so um, I just uh, think that the Vikings need to be a little more consistent um, in uh, running those plays um, in close ball games and tough situations. And uh, just seeing that Kirk Cousins could be a little more clutch at times. And, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see how this works out for the Vikings. Good team. Um, and uh, they should be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, the Chicago Bears, um, another uh, really uh, interesting team uh, with a very good defense, um, a very solid defense that uh, took them to the playoffs last year despite their offensive struggles. Um, you know, the Bears did a very good job on the defensive side of the football. And I think if they can find a way to get their offense going, uh, they could be even better. Um, the Bears, uh, they signed Andy Dalton um, to be um, their starting quarterback. And they've also drafted Justin Fields, uh, who is going to be their long-term quarterback of the future. Um, it sounds like they are going to go with Dandy with. Andy Dalton um, as their starter uh, in game one. Um, but I do think that Andy Dalton is going to have to play well if he wants to uh, be the starting quarterback. Um, you know, as soon as he struggles, I think that the Bears uh, will turn things over to Justin Fields. Um, as long as Justin Fields uh, knows that offense well. Um, but we'll see how this works out for the Bears. They need more production out of their running back, uh, David Montgomery. Um, they, need to, they need to do a better job of running the football. Uh, Allen Robinson has been a very good receiver for the Bears um, for a while now. Um, and uh, also Darnell Mooney, a very good, fast, explosive, deep threat receiver for the Bears as well. So, um, you know, they have some good pieces. Um, it's just a matter of... of you know, can they execute offensively and can they do a better job? Uh, we'll just have to wait and see um, how this works out for the Bears. Um, and uh, when will Justin Fields take over? That should be interesting. Um, and finally, the Detroit Lions. Uh, very young team with a lot of question marks. Um, I think they are um, in a little bit of a rebuild mode uh, going into this season. Um, Jared Goff will be their quarterback moving forward. A very good quarterback with some playoff experience he has won a Super Bowl or not one he's played in a Super Bowl um, in the past um, 
And, uh, you know, I think uh, the Detroit Lions just need to get some good pieces around him. Um, they have a good running back in DeAndre Swift, um, who uh, has shown flashes of uh, great potential uh, last year, his rookie season. Uh, if he can stay healthy and be productive, um, I think he can have a very good year. Really interested in seeing uh, this receiver uh, group for the Lions. Um, their top two receivers, Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones, are now gone. So um, who's going to step up and uh, and be the leading receiver for the Lions? That should be very interesting. Uh, their head coach, Dan Campbell, is definitely trying to uh, change that culture down in Detroit and um, trying to help them to win some more games. So we'll see how this works out for the Lions. Um, I do think it's going to be rough for them. Uh, they are in a very tough division. Um, I do think that this is going to be a three-team race for the NFC North. Um, the NFC North, a division title uh, between the Packers, the Bears, and the Vikings. So, uh, you know, we'll see how this goes. So that's my thoughts on the NFC North. Uh, now I want to talk a little Seattle Mariners baseball. I want to talk about this series between the Mariners and the A's. And I also want to get you guys ready for the series between the Mariners and the Astros. Uh, this was a really good series. Game one, Chris Flexen on the mound for the Mariners, Sean Manaya on the mound for the A's. And uh, both pitchers pitched very well in this game. Uh, they were both putting up zeros until the top of the fifth inning. The A's get a couple of runs. Ramon Liriano drives in a run with a base hit. Sean Murphy drives in a run with an RBI double. A's jump out to an early 2 to nothing lead. Uh, but Chris Flexen pitches well. He only gives up two runs. Unfortunately, Sean Manaya pitches even better. Um, Tom Murphy hits a solo home run off of Sean Manaya, but that's the only run he gives up. He pitches very well in this game. He strikes out 13 batters. And uh, the A's add a couple of runs as well um, on a couple of uh, RBIs. Uh, one on the sacrifice fly by Ramon Liriano. Uh, for his second RBI of the game, and another RBI by uh, Matt Olson, and the A's take Game One, final score of four to one. Game Two, <clears throat> Yusei Kikuchi on the mound for the Mariners, Frankie Montas on the mound for the A's. Really good pitching matchup. Both pitchers pitch six innings, and uh, they both pitch very well. Uh, the Mariners get on the board first with a couple of back-to-back -back home runs. A big two-run home run by Cal Raleigh, his first major league home run. The longest home run hit this season by a Mariner, a 445-foot home run hit into the uh, Hit It Here Cafe uh, restaurant and a very impressive home run by Cal Raleigh, 113 miles an hour on the exit velocity on that home run. Uh, so a very impressive home run. And then Luis Terenz follows up with a solo home run. This gives the Mariners a 3 to nothing lead. Then the A's get a couple of runs on a couple of solo home runs by Matt Chapman and Matt Olson. They also get an RBI double by Mark Canna that ties the game at 3-3. Three three. Uh, but then the Mariners get ahead in the bottom of the seventh inning. A wild pitch puts the Mariners in front, 4-3. to three, And the Mariners go on to win this game. A really good pitching by the Mariners' bullpen. Really good pitching by Paul Seawall and Kendall Graveman. And um, the Mariners take game two, final score of 4-3. to three. Game three... Uh, Logan Gilbert on the mound for the Mariners. Chris Bassett on the mound for the A's. And uh, uh, the Mariners get on the board right away uh, in the top of the first. Ty France singles to give the Mariners an early one to nothing lead. Logan Gilbert pitches very well throughout the first couple of innings. 
Then he struggles in the third inning. Okanes foul off a lot of pitches. They make him throw 41 pitches in the third inning. He does not get out of the third inning. He gives up three runs. And uh, the A's jump out to a 3-1 to one lead. Um, and then uh, the Mariners get a couple of home runs by Mitch Hanniger. Um, th- this gives Mitch Hanniger now 25 home runs on the season. And uh, this gives the Mariners a 4-3 to three lead. Uh, but then um, Aramis Garcia hits a solo home run for the A's to tie the game at 4-4. Four to four. And then in the bottom of the ninth inning, Jared Kelenic scores on a wild pitch, and the Mariners uh, win back-to-back games uh, because of a wild pitch, and the Mariners take game three, final score of 5-4. to four. Great game for the Mariners. Game four, Marco Gonzalez on the mound for the Mariners, Cole Irvin on the mound for the Oakland A's, and uh, the Mariners, um, they, uh, they struggle early in this game. Marco Gonzalez gives up a couple of runs. Um, he gives up an RBI double to Steven Piscotti, and uh, he also gives up a uh, solo home run to uh, Matt Olson. A's jump out to an early uh, two to nothing lead, um, but then the Mariners come back to this game. Kyle Seeger ties the game uh, with a two-run single in the third inning. Uh, then the Mariners add another couple of runs also in the third inning. Uh, Luis Torrens. Drives in a run. Tom Murphy drives in a run. Mariners jump out to a 4-2 to lead. Then uh, late in the ballgame, Seth Brown hits a solo home run for the A's. That cuts the Mariners' lead to 4-3. to uh, But then the Mariners uh, hang on and win the game. Final score of 4-3. to uh, Really good job again by the Mariners' bullpen. Um, and Marco Gonzalez gets another win. And um, the Mariners... Uh, Play very well in this series. They win three out of four against Oakland A's. They are now one and a half games in back of the Oakland A's for that second wild card spot. And um, now the Mariners are looking to gain some ground on the Houston Astros um, in the AL West division. Uh, with the Mariners winning three out of four against Oakland A's, they now improved to 23-8 and eight in one-run ball games. The best record um, in the major leagues when it comes to one-run ball games. And uh, the Mariners also improved their record against AL West opponents. They now have a 24-17 and record against AL West opponents. And uh, Mariners playing some really good baseball right now. Uh, they are coming into this series with a season-high eight games over 500 with a 54-46 and record. The Houston Astros really playing well, really swinging the bats well. Um, and they come into this series with a 61-39 and record. So... As good as the Mariners are playing, the Houston Astros are playing extremely well also. So this is going to be a very big series. Mariners have to score early if they want to win games in this series. And um, the Mariners are going to have to uh, score early and really pitch well and uh, put some pressure on the Houston Astros and uh, try and uh, keep those bats quiet. So um, should be a good test for the Mariners. Hopefully they can play well and uh, we'll see what happens at the trade deadline. Should be really interesting. So um, that's my thoughts on the Mariners. Uh, just want to leave you guys with a quick Bible verse before I go. Um, a really interesting scripture. One of my favorite scriptures is from Isaiah chapter 40. Um, and it's the scripture that's at the very end of of the song, Everlasting God by Lincoln Brewster. A great song. Um, and uh, And it says, The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. 
He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depth of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youth will become weak and tired, and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Uh, this is an incredible reminder that, you know, if you're going through a hard time and if you're struggling in life and if you're feeling weary, a great reminder to trust in the Lord, trust in his plan for you um, and know that God has a plan for your life um, and know that if you trust in the Lord, you will find new strength and better days are up ahead. Thank you guys for listening. God bless you guys. See you next time. Go Mariners.